I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. We're glad to have you with us on this Friday, August the 18th. We welcome you, uh, those listening on the radio, 95.9 FM, uh, those on the radio app, those on the podcast, thank you for tuning in. Uh, Those that are watching on Facebook, thank you for taking time out of your schedule to, to watch. Uh, Also, YouTube, thank you for joining us. I got to say that to our Facebook listeners because we now have another uh, uh, episode, another broadcast that airs on Fridays. My wife uh, does her program with all my heart on Friday mornings at 8.30 and then also at 3.30. And that's on the radio too. Uh, But I was specifically thinking about our Facebook folks. Thanks for coming back and uh, being with us uh, twice in one day, uh, once in the morning and then once here at lunchtime. But we're glad to be with you. I hope you're having a good day. Uh, It's a beautiful day. The sun is shining. I feel like the humidity is down a little bit from earlier this week. And uh, I was telling uh, some folks, I think tonight is supposed to cool off a little bit more. Now, don't get your hopes up. Uh, Don't get your winter coats out or anything like that, but I think it's going to be a little cooler tonight, and I hope you're enjoying this weather. Uh, God is so good to us, and I love the sunshine. I'm thankful that we have another sunny day uh, to enjoy today. A happy birthday today to Gail Beal, a happy birthday to Cindy Green, and a happy birthday to Marcus Horvath. I thank the Lord for you folks. Hope you have a great day. And then tomorrow, uh, a very happy anniversary to Wayne and Becky Askew. And I thank God so much for the Askews and all that they do for our church, uh, behind the scenes, some stuff you see, most of the stuff you don't even see, uh, but they are faithful and they're uh, faithful servants of the Lord and I appreciate them so much. Of course, Brother Askew is one of our deacons and uh, Mrs. Askew is one of our Sunday school teachers and uh, we thank the Lord for you. Hope tomorrow is a wonderful anniversary uh, for the two of you. Well, we had a great service Wednesday night. I mentioned that yesterday. I appreciate Brother Gary preaching. Did such a good job. And uh, we're looking forward to tomorrow morning is our men's prayer breakfast at 8.30 in the Evans building. And men, if you uh, had forgotten about it, write it down right now. Don't wait until tomorrow morning and then wake up and say, now what was I supposed to do? Come join us. Men's prayer breakfast at 8.30 in the Evans building. It'll be a wonderful time of food, fellowship, prayer. And then uh, Sunday, don't miss Sunday, uh, early service, Sunday school, uh, 11 o'clock service, Sunday night, 6 o'clock. And after the Sunday evening service, we'll have our welcome fellowship for David and Jen Russ and their little girl Avery and uh, Jen's parents and brother. They're in town. They're visiting for the weekend. And we're going to have a great time. It's not going to be a fancy meal. It's going to be a classic meal. You ready for this? Pizza, potato chips, uh, sweet tea. I mean, all the junk food, all all of that, all combination in one night. But we're going to have a good time. And I want you to get to meet our new assistant pastor and his wife and family, and uh, just make plans. Make plans to be here. 
on uh, Sunday, all day, but Sunday night, and stay for the fellowship. You don't have to bring anything. There's no charge for it. It's going to be a great time of food and fellowship. But we do ask that you come to the church service Sunday night. Uh, don't, don't text us say, now, what time is the food? It's after the service, and that is intentionally. We're, we're telling you that because uh, we want you, of course, to come to church. But pray for our church. Uh, pray for our school. We're finishing out the first full week. It's been a good week. Uh, we had on Wednesday, uh, we had... Uh, two uh, young men that got assurance of salvation. I thank the Lord for that. And it's been a good week. Pray for our missionaries. Pray for all of our ministries. And let's be much in prayer for one another. We're going to go to a song. Here's a great song by the Blunkall family. Uh, Brother Buddy Blunkall is with the Lord. And I thank the Lord for his testimony. I thank the Lord for his ministry. But here's a great song. He came to me when I could not come. To where he was, he came to me. And after this song, we'll get into our Bible study in Hebrews 11. The gulf that separated me from Christ my Lord was so vast the cross I could never bore From where I was to his demand It seemed so far I cried, dear Lord I cannot come to where you are Then he came to me for the day when he came to me.
I love that song. I, I can't remember the first time I heard that song, but I know when I was in, uh, probably was when I was in college, and uh, I was a student at Golden State Baptist College, and uh, North Valley Baptist Church and Golden State Baptist College are, are, are a part of, well, the college is a ministry of the church, but the church uh, produced a hymn book, and we have those hymn books today in our, in our, in our pew racks, the the songs and hymns of revival, and so it's the blue book we have in our hymn, hymn, hymn book rack. It's uh, 551. The very last song in the hymn book is that song, "He Came to Me," and I love that song. What a powerful message! And I hope when you hear that song, I hope you think about the day you got saved, and I hope you think about what Jesus did uh, to to come to where you are, and what Jesus did to come to where I am. Uh, God did not God did not save us from a decree made in heaven, and that was it. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And Jesus Christ, he came and he, he loved us and gave himself for us. He died on the cross and suffered so that you and I could be saved. And uh, we couldn't get to where he was, but I'm glad that he came to where we were. And uh, praise God, if you're listening today and you've never been saved, I want to tell you, Jesus loves you so much that he gave his life so that you could have eternal life in heaven. We're in Hebrews 11. We're going through this Hall of Faith chapter, uh, not to be confused with uh, a, a Hall of Fame, uh, an NBA or Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, but this is God's Hall of Fame. This is God's Hall of Faith. These are heroes of the faith. The first person we looked at was Abel, and we spent some time going through uh, his life and what an amazing man. But secondly, today we're looking at the life of Enoch. Enoch is a character that we don't know a lot about, but he is recorded for us in Genesis 5 and verse 21. It says, And Enoch lived sixty and five years and begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God. After he begat Methuselah, 300 years. Now, 300 years is a long time, but do you see what it said? The Bible says that he did in those 300 years. He walked with God. Oh, what a testimony. Here's a man that for 300 years, he was consistent in walking with the Lord. He was consistent in spending time with God. Now, do you think that some days were better than others? Sure. Do you think some days he felt like it and some days he did not? Absolutely but he was faithful to walk with God for 300 years. It says in verse number 23, and all the days of Enoch were 365 years. So he had 65 years and then he begat Methuselah. And then for 300 years, he walked with God. So he was 365 years old. Verse 24, and Enoch walked with God and he was not. Now the Bible says in Hebrews 11, he was not found. He, he was gone. Like, where did he go? He was not, for God took him. God took Enoch straight to heaven from this earth at 365 years old. You say, well, that's a long time. Well, actually, in that time frame, it was not because his son, Methuselah, lived to be 969 years. So Enoch's life was not a long life compared to his father and grandfather and his son. But yet, for 365 years, he lived, and then God took him out of this world. God 
took him home to heaven to be with him. The Bible goes on to say in um, verse number 20, Oh, let me find it here. Verse number 25, And Methuselah lived in 180 and seven years and begat Lamech. And Methuselah lived after he begat Lamech 780 and two years and begat sons and daughters. And so it's like it just continues. But here we have a little excerpt of this man, Enoch. And can I tell you, Enoch, I believe, is an Old Testament picture of what the rapture is going to be like when Jesus comes back. Because we never know when the rapture will take place, but we know this. When Jesus comes back, those of us who are alive and remain at the time that he comes will not experience death, uh, will not uh, experience the grave. Whereas for Enoch, all of his, his fathers and sons and family, they all experienced the grave, but Enoch did not. God took him directly to heaven. We know that when a Christian dies, they go immediately into the presence of the Lord. The Bible describes the rapture of the church that when those who know Jesus as their Savior, they're caught up to heaven without experiencing death. And what a wonderful, glorious day that's going to be. And it could be today. That is what happened to Enoch. Uh, this is also very similar to what happened to Elijah. Elijah was caught up in a whirlwind and a chariot of fire, and he was taken to heaven without experiencing death. So Enoch, I think, is a, an encouragement to us as, as New Testament believers because we know that that could very well happen to us. We could be gone. We could be out of here without experiencing death, but go straight to heaven by way of a rapture. Before his translation, the Bible says in uh, Genesis that he should not see death. And he was not found because God had translated him. God translated him. God transformed him from, from this life to the next. And it says this, for before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Wow, what a testimony. He had a testimony, and it was a good one. I wonder today, what's your testimony? I wonder what would people think of, of my testimony? Uh, you know, a, a testimony is so important. It takes a long time to build a testimony, but it takes such a, such a short time to lose a testimony. May God help us to be faithful. May God help us like Enoch to walk with God and to have the testimony that we please God. We'll get into it more on Monday. Next week, we'll cover the life of Enoch. What an amazing man. He didn't live a long time, but the time he lived, he made an impact, and God has a lot to say about him in just a few verses. God has a lot to say about this man, Enoch. I hope you have a great day, and we look forward to a great weekend. Look forward to seeing you in church on Sunday. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us. The winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a co-worker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.